black women be like i'm a pretty independent and strong woman and i speak my mind and so we finally saw a second black person up and we felt like we just seen jesus dark-skinned women and light-skinned women how they're represented use our arts to embrace women and embrace our own sexuality too let me get a quick drink real quick there's that struggle to to prove that i can make it at this to prove that you know this is what i really want to do and i'm good at it <laughs> i'm dark and beautiful hey everybody you're listening to black women be like and today we have kenyan singer and songwriter Vereso on the show hi Vereso, how you doing how are you i'm glad to be on with you on the show Thank you so much for coming on to the show. I've been listening to you the whole week. <laughs> While I'm working, I've just been playing your music and I just love your sound. It's so amazing. I think the thing that I found about it is it's like all your songs, they're different, but your voice is so unique that it's, it's sort of a common factor in all the songs. It makes it all like I can tell this is Vereso's sound. So I'm just wondering what has been the process of developing your sound and your music? What was the journey to becoming a singer and coming up with something that's unique? Because we've interviewed a lot of people on the show and I think what stands out a lot with them is that each of them has a unique sound. So it always makes me wonder how you can still come up with something new when we think we've heard it all. began when I was really small. I think it was, I started classical piano when I was really small, always sang in church. My parents always sang at the church choir. Um, so my, cause we are around that whole musical okay, you know, like, yes. and, and singing hymns and singing worship songs in church. And oh my gosh. I, yes, I, I, I caught know. up. <laughs> Were you, like the, <laughs> were you like the yeah. choir leader and the yeah, chorus of the children's the choir? <laughs> you're those girls yes. that I used to look up to in church and I'd be so jealous. I was like, God, why didn't you make me a singer? Like, these are the coolest people in church right now. And I could yeah, be those, of them. Yeah, we are those kids. Who wants to lead me? Me? Yes, yes. All that time. <laughs> and I think we got that. I got that exposure really early, um, musically. And so, yeah, my... Um, parents thought it would be um, fit for me to actually take it further and go and learn a bit more piano, work on voice. And all the way through my primary, my high school, and and now I am pursuing it um, professionally right now. So that's been um, 
I think the door was open for me really, really early. In your life, yeah. You know, that's so interesting. I mean, I think especially for a lot of parents, um, when they see their child, even if their child is talented, they won't necessarily support, um, especially black parents, I know my parents, would not necessarily support a singing career. So I'm wondering, you know, how is it that your parents came to support you and so early and to push you, you know what I mean? I'm actually, I was asking myself that question today, actually. Yeah, because I was wondering, my mom of all the moms really, really pushed for the whole music thing. And it's not, you know, really cheap, you know? Um, it's it's hard to pay for classes all the time, to pay for exams, to pay for so many things for instruments to pay for more and more training and but i think she found it something um very valuable the extracurricular activities and she invested in myself and my sister is also a professional tennis player and i think for us it worked well with our academics so i feel like it enhanced um our learning in class because you are very sharp because you're fresh you're not dulled, you're, you have something else you're doing. So our minds were super active all the time. So I think my mom just, it really worked well for us. Though at some point she was like, did I make the right decision? Because then we loved the extracurricular bit too much more than academics at some point. So <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh. But I think in the long run, um, allowing children to you know, pursue that extra thing to to find their passion, what drives them, what makes them to find a way to express themselves was really, really something that I think was one of the best decisions my parents made. And I think I'll do the same to my children. And I really ask other guys to not hold back, especially as Africans. When it comes to the music industry, we always think about it like, oh, how will they support themselves? How will... Will they have enough money? Will they be poor? You know, when it comes to the arts yes. and, and all that. Yes, it comes to the arts especially. I used to study accounting and then I became a journalist. And I could tell that my parents, that was their biggest concern. Like, when we die, can this person sustain um, themselves? And yeah, that is a true concern because you can't eat your, your songs and your melodies. Your music. <laughs> but I also don't think that that should be a reason why you shouldn't pursue it try it out and i also believe that when you're doing anything with um you know as much passion and and with all that you've got i don't think you can fail at it um don't i don't think so i don't think that's that's possible because you've put and you're being smart about it you know also when you're when you're in the music industry not just coming and saying oh i just want to be a singer no you have you know you plan out you you decide what would you like to do at this time, which area will you pursue, which one won't you. And so it's not also entering it blindly so that your your plan works out. So Okay. So you've been planning for some years. It wasn't just that you found yourself in this situation. And do your parents help you with the planning um of your singing career? Or um, have they previously? I think they've been a huge part of it because um I'm this, um, what do you call it, planners. <laughs> I plan out everything. <laughs> so um, I, I, I wrote down my five-year plan and I share it with them because they've been part of it from the beginning. They've been part of the journey. And so I believe in involving them through it. And also, um, we, I think we're at a point where they give really good insight 
and they also have a lot of perspective on you know how they think the industry is working right now um how we used to work before what are some of the things that we'll try out you know so i think they also have very good perspective um yeah and sometimes we think they don't we're like oh old people they don't understand these things no but i think when you reach a point in your relationship where you're you're understanding each other and there's more support rather than you know resistance you're able to agree on a number mm. of things and help gosh each. this is the most yeah. beautiful story i've ever heard about someone pursuing their passion and having this kind of support and as someone who you've known you wanted to be a singer early and you got that support early have you been writing your songs ever since you've known you wanted to be a singer have you been writing your own songs and what is the process of you writing your own song and developing these songs i mean what elements of yourself do you include or i mean what do you explore do you explore other people's lives do you like to bring yourself in your music i'm curious about um the songs um i didn't begin um begin to write until um just after high school um i think i was very afraid that i'll hit my own songs because i was aesthetic so for a long time i was like oh and but then i think that that's why that encouragement is really important um i went to an academy called sauti academy um owned by a record label called penya africa here in kenya oh yes penya africa yes and um their director natalie was very encouraging and they take you through a process of 3 months of songwriting classes and i think also the it's it's also a self discovery so my process is um i think i like to explore because i think artists have that freedom you try out new things and sometimes you'd I'd hear a melody and I'd like to just fill it in with words um sometimes I have something that's burning inside and <laughs> I really need to say it um because sometimes it's personal experiences most of the time because um that influence my writing um however there are also you know looking at other people's life stepping into someone else's shoes um for example um one of my songs though it's not on soundcloud yet but shall be soon it's called naniona and in swahili that means um is asking the question can you see me
about um, when I was working in the streets of Nairobi. And there was a lady, and I assume a daughter or a young girl next to her, and they were beating these um, African drums. Um, and they are beggars, so they sing and really, you know, hit the drums as they sing, and people collect money. And I was rushing that day, but for a second, like I don't know why it was really vivid, but for a second, things were slow motion for me, like, you know that moment where everyone else is rushing, but you can see like your mind zooms in into those two. And so for a second, it was there were the only people I could see. And um, as I was rushing to my meeting, I don't know why that really saddened me, the, the sight of that young girl singing her heart out and beating those drums so hard so that she could get her shilling. Just one, you know, and... Um, that meant so much to me. You know, sometimes we are, you're singing out and you're doing all you can and still it feels like no one can hear you. Yeah, it feels like no one's like, like recognizing no really it. really recognizing it. No one can really see you. No one can really hear what you're trying to say. Um, and so that's where that song came from, you know, because it really hit a chord with me because sometimes I feel like as much as, you know, you're on stage and you're giving a show and you're dancing and you're singing out. Like sometimes you're like, do they really get it? <laughs> or am I, am I speaking to myself? You know, so that came into play. And um, because I'm a Christian also, um, I don't know why immediately I felt like the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and immediately said, but remember, there's one who sees you. And I was, it was so encouraging that despite the fact that sometimes I feel like I'm alone, even with everyone around me, that there's Christ who sees me and he understands that feeling of being alone, even though you're not really alone. And so that's where that song came from. Um, yeah. And yeah, so that's yeah. just one of the examples of... So you said... There's a song here of yours on SoundCloud, Naniona, with Mbarati Karuga and Ferdinand Wairagu. So is that a different Naniona? It's the same one, actually, but that's just the demo. That's just a taste. The real mm-hmm. version is so coming out. <laughs> oh, so that one's going to be, the one that you're working on right now is going to be a bit different from this Naniona that we see on SoundCloud. It's going to be much nicer. That was a demo because, um, you know, figuring out the sounds, what do you like, what don't you? So we finally figured yeah. out. And so in the album that um, um, should be coming in soon, I'll definitely let you know when. Um, it'll have Naniona in it, so you'll get the real feeling of what that girl. And then oh, beautiful. The, it's, it's very simple. So the, the chorus is Naniona Mnanisikia. So Mnanisikia is also Swahili for can you hear me? Can hear me, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh gosh, I love that song. My favorite is your single though, Stuck in the Mud. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've overplayed yeah. that song. You know when you hear a song and then you just you have it on repeat. <laughs> so um what is Stuck in the Mud about? I think it's mostly in Swahili, am I wrong? And then the Yes, yes. I think I'll write you the translation. Yes. So, I, mean, I really need to know what Stuck in the Mud is about because I love the song, but I don't know what it's about, except for in the chorus when now you're singing Stuck in the Mud, you know? So, yeah. So, please tell us what it's yes, about. Yes, yes. Um, um, Stuck in the Mud was just pretty much of. Um, I don't know if you if you say this um, in South Africa, but um, when we are 
when you want to show um i don't know like if someone's telling you a really juicy story here in kenya and you're you're shocked about it you say hey 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 so it's like you know those exclamations things like what like joe and zilu's like yes exactly like that yeah exactly like that so here we say hey 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 so um that's where the chorus came from um so yeah we just put a nicer melody to it (laughs) and that's that's where that comes from because um i i think for for a long time um trying to you know figure out myself what do i like what don't i like and you can get swallowed by a lot of things so the song is basically saying um those are time when i was really lost yes. <laughs> i was very very lost but um and so that's why there's the hey 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 hey, hey you know oh, the explanation of hey, things are yeah. bad you know <laughs> um but then the lord came and delivered me so um we used to play a game when we were kids called stuck oh. in the mud where when you when you chase each other if you're caught by the by the bad guy if you can call that you have to and be stuck in the mud. I remember stuck in the mud. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, you played it. Okay, all over Africa. Yes. <laughs> the the African games. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's exactly wow. You you played it. I'm so happy. Anyway, um, so we played that game, and so um, your I was stuck in a place because I'd been caught by the wrong okay. things. Until the Lord came and saved me, He came and tapped me out of my mud. So um, that's why in the bridge I'm saying I was stuck in the mud, and um, but then I've been delivered. I'm out of it oh, no more. So, so it's pretty much of a song of joy, just saying I am free now. <laughs> I was so stuck is it a in the mud. Song? Would it yeah. qualify as gospel or just inspiration? I think um, more of mm-hmm. inspiration. Um, cause sometimes um, I'm afraid to say the word gospel because that, um, kind of puts things in a box, especially here in Africa when, what our idea of the word gospel yeah. is, certain songs come to your mind and I don't want that to be uh-huh. the case. Yes. Because I believe in, um, also exploring many things. And since for me, music is, I'm still in the beginning stages of, you know, really uh-huh. coming out. Um, if I put that word there, I may put myself in a in a fix later on <laughs> so <laughs> yeah I, I believe um what i define myself as is as a christian who's an oh, artist okay so yeah. um i am very bold about my faith and my love for god and you know because that's my expression so right now that's what i'll express and i hope that it touches yeah. somebody else but if you say gospel then now people start thinking other things <laughs> and then you so who are your influences um growing up like what kind of music were you listening to and has that in any way affected the music that you make um wow what did i listen to when i was young um a lot of the gospel singers my parents sang so that was ron kennelly crystal lampa um i'll Alvin Slaughter, Cici oh, yeah, Winans. Cici, okay, I love Cici. Um, Cici and Bibi, yeah, actually. Cici yeah, Cici and Bibi Winans are really cool. Um, a number of people, um, but I think as I've grown, 
um since i was also exposed to the classical mm-hmm. side of music there's that oh, as okay because well. so, um, some of the songs in um i've made before have very serious classical influence mm-hmm. um which others and as you grow up right now i think i'm i'm influenced by a number of things because i believe in what shaped my character is everything yes. i've gone through so childhood um you know the music that's even going on right now is shaping how i view things how my music mm. is the music my peers are listening to the music my grandparents listen to the mushrooms i don't know if you've heard jumbo jumbo bwana so i think a lot of influences there are kenyan artists right now who have influenced my oh, music oh like who uh, gosh the way i'm just wanting to discover music on the continent right now <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that the music scene is so fresh right now in Africa. It's it really beautiful. Is. Um, and I love that there's yes, an African there's... sound, you know, like nobody, I, let me not say nobody, but there's a lot of good stuff that isn't trying mm. to be anything else, which is what I loved even about mm. your own songs is that there was like African flavor in there, but it just, it was new. Like it wasn't trying to be someone else or something else. And I love discovering yeah. new music. It's like my ears are like, I didn't know that there was still something new, like I said in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's really refreshing when you, yeah. find, <laughs> when you find something. Yeah, I like to do that sometimes. That's why I was also on SoundCloud. I was just like, oh, new people yeah, who I don't know. <laughs> and Lisa. <laughs> yeah, so the, the music scene is very fresh. We have um, Saudi Soul doing really well here in Kenya. Um, oh, I did listen to Sauti Co- Sol. I like their stuff. They have a lot of music out as yeah, well. They, yes, okay, I like Sauti Sol. Yeah, um, and then there's the... Lately, they've done the Coke Studio oh, yes. Africa. Um, so the number of artists who yeah. are there. And things are really coming up. And quality, beautiful mm-hmm. music, you know, that expresses what we are as Africans. And so... Yeah, the, the the music scene is very, very fresh. And there are always new people. Like, I'm looking also at the guys who are starting out with me in the music industry. And I can't wait for them to, you also know, fully, you know, launch into it. Oh, that's it. beautiful. Yeah, I love that you're, so you're not, I don't know, trying to keep anyone down. That you're able to celebrate even those who are coming up as you're also trying to come up. Yeah, I believe in, you know, helping each other. And mm. at the end of the day, I think the goal is the same. So... As Africans, I think we need to stop looking at each other as each other's competitors. Yeah. <laughs> so rather than, rather instead as people who are, we're helping each other reach certain goals to better where we are right now, to better our societies, to, you know, change, you know, thinking and, you know, um, how we do things here to influence others in a positive way. So mm-hmm. I don't think we should competing against each other, rather, you know, sharing, influencing Yes, um, that's beautiful. Yeah. And what is it like being a female artist in in Kenya? Um, is it receptive to to female women and in the industry and also the listeners? Um, what's it like for a female artist in in Kenya? Um, I think so far um, I've been very privileged because I think the people around me have been very very supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, Though I don't think it's the easiest of things because, you know, as a woman, you're juggling so much. Like myself, I'm also in school and university. Yeah. 
then you have um, school work and then you have later on wondering will this work you know in the typical african society i'm supposed to get married eventually yes so. <laughs> yeah so like okay so so um How's that going to work out later on? Oh gosh, my you know, they need to relieve us of wonder this pressure. If, yeah, you know. <laughs> Honestly, so we my can husband so much. <laughs> It doesn't have to be that we're married. Yeah, so, yeah, all those. So sometimes they're like, okay, everybody just needs to take a chill pill yes, in this one. situation. <laughs> yes, and relax. Um, but, um. I also think, well, because it's very um, male-dominated, you have to prove yourself as a woman mm. that you're really going to stay. Because Sati Soul is a, it's a guy's group. Yes, yeah. it's a boy band. It's a boy band. Yes. So I think, like, people have a bit more faith in the men sometimes. Mm. And then also for the women, they expect a bit more, I don't know, sexual stuff. Oh, yeah. And for some of us, we aren't that at all. So we're just really there for the art yeah. and for the beauty and the message you know and so sometimes you have to make that very clear um more than i think the men do have to okay and yeah and then also i think also as as like myself as a woman i think i found it i think i'm a bit too trusting sometimes Mm -hmm. and so finding you can end up i think i've ended up making some wrong decisions Mm -hmm. Um, in my journey because I was like oh that could work and so now trying to find out who are the people who genuinely have your Your well-being yeah Yeah, have your back when it comes to pursuing this and yeah because you know now since um my parents really invested it it, like really has to work out Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Yes, mine is like, oh, this has to. It's like, okay, people help me. I need to make this work. (laughs) I really need to make it work. So, um, yeah, so sometimes if you make a wrong decision, it's really a really huge wrong decision. So, yeah, figuring that out has not been um, easy. But I think, um, what's what's life without mistakes? I think that's now where the... (laughs) Yes, and yeah. these are the years, you know, yeah. like in our twenties for us to like make the mistakes yeah. and learn the lessons. And as long as we keep like pushing and seeking out the opportunities, and hopefully we find people who are able to open doors for us, and like you say, people who genuinely have your back and mm-hmm. have the ability to open doors for you and have your back, I think we'll figure it out in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's definitely. great. You were also at the Story Mojo Festival. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Yeah, Were you there as a performer, a speaker, or as both? Yes. I was there as a performer for the Africa uh-huh. concert. Um, yes, so it was really, really lovely. A number of artists um, from different parts of the world. Um, some artists from UK, and then we, it was a it was a mashup of like musicians, yeah. musicians like singers. And then there was also oh, rappers. There were spoken word artists. So it was it was really story moja. Story moja means um, sto- story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes. Trying to define it. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So it was just sharing our experiences through our different arts, and 
yeah our different ideas of what the society is with us and it was i think it was one of my best oh, look, the year. lineup looked amazing i mean even just from the speakers on the writing side it looked like it was just an amazing festival mm-hmm. so it must have been wonderful mm-hmm. for you to also perform there yeah it was really really great and um there's something about the story module festival mm, yes. it's just warm you know um you feel everyone feels like they know each and the other team is warm. and i mean the people they, who work at story much are just amazing the, the ladies are wonderful they yeah. really, really lovely. um everyone speaks so well <laughs> everyone is really <laughs> you know just yeah. clicking and blending and you feel like you've known this person for so many years and yet you haven't so yeah it it was really really a nice opportunity to hear stories from all over the world through the different arts and everyone was so yeah. passionate about it and and really um such positive messages um you know bettering ourselves developing each other helping each other get where we really want to to not stop dreaming keep on dreaming keep on you know pursuing that which gives you so much joy and Yes, it was really, really lovely. And that is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can't wait for next year. Um, I hope to be there at next year's mm-hmm. one. So <laughs> we can yeah, meet, we can yes, meet and I can watch you perform. Um, so there's another song yeah. that I really liked, Bumblebee with Mbarati Karuga and Ferdinand Wairagu. Is yes. that another, that's another demo. Will that be on your... but just now cooler and better than my mom used to sing me that song when i was a baby when she was beefing me she used to sing i am washing up my baby bumblebee so um i really really like that song um 
And so someday, I think I was, where was I? I was seated at, we were with some aunties, I think, at a restaurant. And I was looking out and it was like, I don't know why that day there were so many women. <laughs> Somehow there were so many women around. And I think it brought me such sadness that um, as the women were there, you know, feeling posh and talking their stories, the people who are running around after the children were the house helps. And so I was just like, really? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think that's how it was meant to be. So that really struck a chord with me because I think um, right now in urban um, Africa or Nairobi, let me speak of Nairobi since I am here, um, you find that the people who are bringing up the next generation, the children, are the helps in the house, the nannies, the, the house helps. And the parents are completely detached from where and how their children are growing up and who they are. And, you know, so I feel like this there's that help that's needed, obviously, because you're a working mother, you're at work, you come back home, so you definitely need that help. However, I feel like, like for me, that time at the restaurant was probably the only time they have in the whole week to have with their child and instead they chose something over that and so what i've been seeing lately is a lot of you know loss of virtues um, when it comes to and just teenagers at some point and then the funny thing that happens is later on all the media says and says look at the generation is this generation is lost its its values they don't know what african principles are they don't know how to do i don't know what and what and pointing fingers at the young people and yet they brought them up you know the parents were completely and you know not present for when their children really really needed them and so for me i looked back at that and, and was so thankful for my mom who's been there to bring me up and you know, and saying that as much as we have so much to do as women right now and as parents and as fathers and, you know, work is catching up, your boss is on your case, you know, and you take time with your children, get to know who they really are, you know, learn them, spend time with them, teach them the things that you would have loved your parents to have, you know, to have taught you, spend time with with you know the people who are valuable to us and so the song pretty much says my mom took care of me and i'd love to do the same for for my own oh for your own that's really beautiful and i mean i'm i'm also just touched by what inspired it because it's something i've just been thinking about just like the tense relationship between the african middle class and um you know, the people who help as well, you I mean, not say as I don't have children, but who, <laughs> who help that middle class raise their children, because, you know, I don't know, it's just so many promises were made. And um, mm. when we got our independence, and we were no, in our case, when we got our democracy, and I just feel like people who are now the helpers were supposed to share in that. But um, mm. that hasn't exactly happened. And um, mm. you find cases like how you just said, where, you know, 
it was the helpers chasing the children around at this event while other parents were were chilling and relaxing and it just makes me wonder who's raising their children you know what i mean yeah and that's a real yeah, issue they also have their own. yeah they also mm-hmm. have their own children and also um i feel like you know we've borrowed too much from the way that helpers were treated by their white um um, employers and it just concerns me the way that we treat the people who who help us because um i don't know i just feel like essentially it's a job but we treat it as if it's more than that as if you know they're owned and i i just don't yeah, yeah it's just something i've been I've been considering like this relationship between the help and how we think of them you know helpers and how we view their the job that they do and it's so important but we we i don't know we don't treat them well and we don't think of them well. In fact, I know some people who told me that some um, of their friends called their helps servants. I was like, what? Oh, Servants? What? I don't know how I that's I thought so that bird died yeah. centuries ago. No, who says happened. that today? <laughs> I remember no, I used so... to, I made the mistake. I had um, a helper when I was much, much younger. And um, when I talk with like my white friends <laughs> about her, so like when she she'd walk us she'd fetch us from school and then walk with us back home and she'd listen to me talking to my friends and i'd call her the maid oh my god did i not get it when i got home and my parents they trusted her so they allowed her to discipline us so she was to get us and stuff oh my gosh she was so mad like ever since then like i'm so careful like every i don't even know what to call i don't know if i should call him helper domestic. i'm just so concerned and she's passed away but i just feel like she's gonna come back and slap me oh <laughs> because of how livid she was that day and she told me you will never call me a maid i don't work for you not even your mom calls me a maid. you know what i mean like just being educated mm-hmm. like that and i feel like that was so important for me like for her to teach me that and i think that's probably why now i'm, I'm just so considerate i think because she yes. she taught me that she was just like no I'm not a maid I'm not a servant you know and I think she gave me a word did she say oh she said I could call her helper I'm a helper that's what she said and I didn't know she was like listening in on my conversations and I never made that mistake again it doesn't matter who I'm talking to I've never made the mistake of of calling um, a helper a maid or a servant and maybe you know words don't matter so much but it just I realized then that it mattered for her so I guess they do matter yeah, I think I think, you know how someone is addressed. I wouldn't like to be called a maid or servant. Mm-hmm. So, but I hope that will change. I think I do. That's that's why we sing it out so that you know we can get to express these things. Because I think I try to explain that song um before every event before I sing it, you know, so that people understand where it comes from. Oh. Yeah. So um yeah, that we we shall change how we view things. That even I hope when I get my help <laughs> yes when i'm older when if i need one then you know with as much respect someone who's yes. and most of them have their own families actually you they know as another, think... as another mother who's literally just helping you that's exactly what she is you know yes and i think they need to spend more time with their own families but also i'd really like to see it becoming like a a, a con i don't know what the word is but like a transitionary career where it's like you do it and then your employer helps you get other skills yeah, and yeah. you can go yeah, in. You know what I mean? So it yeah. leads to something more. Because I know that's what happened with um the um help who literally helped me through most of my childhood. Oh yeah. Um and so she um my mother introduced her into tailoring 
um and she went first and my mom paid for her those classes oh and so when she was released she opened her own shop and so that's exactly it oh my gosh yes so, so that someone's not you know in that same spot in life but you're progressing you're developing you're able to you know provide now for others rather oh, than wait oh. that's so, so amazing i think that's exactly what i mean that's a great example and mm-hmm. especially because especially with domestic work you'll find that the the grandmother was a domestic worker and then the 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 mother becomes a domestic worker and then the child becomes so you don't want this thing to be generational so if people are being equipped then they're able to offer their children even more so i, I love that your your family did that that's wonderful yeah 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 it's really, it a great example i think now you know i'll have no excuse other than to do anything better than you know what i saw before so yeah that was a good move my parents made yes and there's a song here it looks newer it's onte kamake um, yes what does that mean and what's the song about um in kenya tribe of it is chuka so um ontekamake okay. in kichuka that's um one of i'm part kichuka because i'm my mom is that's where my mom okay. comes from um means don't worry so i have this problem of mm. overthinking things um i think <laughs> a tiny problem because i don't know a really huge problem in my head and so I was just pretty much of just telling myself don't worry you know that that the lord has it in yeah. his hands and I'm a person who likes to to envision things so when I yeah you oh, know you're like me then I yes. envision <laughs> and I worry yeah. yes you're like yes it's the goal wow, what a great goal that you say oh 
I'm, I'm exactly that so I was pretty much of um, saying just don't worry that um, and I was asking the Lord just to close my eyes because I think sometimes my sight is my problem because um, in the first verse it says I'd like to move beyond my time like if you're told okay this is the plan then I'm like okay great now let's get there let's get there and in the process I end up worrying so much what if there you know um, so it's pretty much of like, let's say if I was walking through a place with what all these creepy creatures, snakes, and yeah. I don't like slugs, so slugs, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and I was walking through, <laughs> if I saw it, I'll be really terrified. But if I didn't see it, I'll be like, oh, okay, we're just walking on the road, you know. So sometimes I think my vision is my problem. So I'm asking him to close my eyes and that he may open my ears that um i may just see i may hear his voice so that i may walk towards the voice rather than seeing <laughs> where i'm going because otherwise i'm just going to fall yeah yeah, so, yeah just from watching all the scary yeah. things around you so that's what the the chorus says yeah the song is the part and why did you, I mean, this is going to sound like such an odd question, but I only ask it because we choose so often to sing in English. But I feel like your songs, a lot of them, mm-hmm. you sing in Swahili. And um, why? I mean, is it that you love your language? Is it that it sounds beautiful in songs, which um, it does? Actually, um, my problem initially was that I had no Swahili songs. You would need to be. <laughs> so, oh, wow. yeah, initially yeah. I was like, what? I have no identity as a, <laughs> as a Kenyan. Um, but I think, um, as I was saying, I was overthinking it. And some of these songs, they were okay. only going to express exactly what I meant if I only used Kiswahili. If I used English, I think the meaning mm. would help. But, you know, there are some, yes, things, a lot can be there are some things that only your mother tongue can say, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. There are many there things, are many and it only things. sounds that way if you say it in your mother tongue. If you translate it, it, it doesn't have yes. that effect. You know? No, it doesn't have the same effect or yes, even the same exactly. meaning sometimes. So yeah. that's pretty much of why like these um, songs so far are Kiswahili. And um, initially, when I was saying um, I had that problem of, I think I had no Swahili songs, I was... Um, the people around me used to say, oh, you sound so great, but you don't sound African. I was like, what? So what's uh, African? So also that was a whole, I had to take a long time to finally figure out, you know, what my identity is. Because for many Africans, you're only African when you sing your mother tongue. <laughs> yes. And for me, in Nairobi, I was brought up English, like only speaking English in the house. Like, I really, I hardly know my mother tongue. I only really know certain phrases. Um, Kiswahili, I obviously know because yeah. um, we learn it in school and, yeah, we, we took it all the way from primary all day to secondary, so it was compulsory. So, Kiswahili is also part of us. But then, my natural expression is English. Um, and so, mm-hmm. discovering writing Kiswahili was, a, it was, I think it was a nice, it was, I don't know, realizing a part of me that he didn't know was alive. Because I used to think that, oh, now yeah. um, they'll only say my music can do well here in Africa. Someone actually told me that. 
that my music can only do well mm. outside and I have no market, which was really discouraging. Um, but I think as time yeah. went by, the things that you didn't know were there actually just come out. That's what I love about it. It's, it's as you as you write it, you discover parts of you that you didn't know were there. Yeah. And I yes. wish sometimes people would allow people that process, you know, that time instead of forcing issues so early. So, you know, allow someone to discover what how they'd like to express things, what they would like to say and things things open themselves up slowly by slowly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. Um, how do people get hold of your music and what are you working on now? What can we expect from Veriso in 2015 or well, 2016? Well, so, so, so much more. Um, we'll be officially, mm-hmm. I think, releasing Onte Kamaken, though now you've had it on SoundCloud. I was, only, I was kind of like putting it just oh, yes. out for a few days. So <laughs> you're lucky. Yeah. Like, let me see how what the <laughs> response is. So thank you so much for that. Um, we'll be putting out I our lyric yeah. video, um, and so uh, oh, wow. um, stuck in the mud is on YouTube. You can also find it on mdundo.com. Um, it's a free download, mm-hmm. so you can have it on your phone now instead of having to put SoundCloud every time. <laughs> and you yeah. can find it on SoundCloud, <laughs> um, you can find it on YouTube. So that's what we we have right right now and for any bookings that um um guys would like if you want us to come to where you are um you can find us on msani.com and for you has my email yes and also twitter and your facebook um twitter at vereso cindy um facebook vereso um instagram at vereso cindy as well all right. Oh, I'm so happy we have you. We had you on the show. And when will we be able to buy your music so we can support your passion? Um, the and album what you're will doing? be out in 2016, so you can be very, very Yay. ready for that. I'm so excited, like really excited <laughs> about it. <laughs> so yeah, um, can't wait for that, and you'll definitely, definitely know where to get it. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Vera. So this was such a lovely conversation. We went way over time, but I'm so happy because I feel like the conversation yeah, was I just really beautiful. Yeah, I really enjoyed my evening. Thank you so much. <laughs>